welcome to Imagine You. My name is Imogen Joyce and I am a mindset transformation coach, NLP practitioner and personal development junkie. I am full of passion to inspire you to break the bad habits and create your life of success. This podcast, Imagine You, is all about showing you how your internal thoughts create your external reality. From all things mindset, manifestation and self-development, I hope each episode inspires you to become the best version of yourself and live the life you thought only imaginable. I am here to inspire, to share and to get real. If we can all be in this together, then we will live a much happier world. I can't wait to hear what you think and to welcome you into the world of the Imogen Method. So in this episode, I want to talk about money mindset and I want to help shift your perspective on how you look at money. I have done a lot of work on this and I can honestly say it has changed my life. And yes, your relationship with money is a mindset. Everything is a mindset because everything is a perception and that perception comes from your own personal beliefs. So you should never, this is what's really hard when you have conversations with people because really you're coming from two completely different perspectives. NLP says that we all have our own reality of the world, which we do because it all comes from where we grew up, what situations we went through, what beliefs we have in our system. So sometimes money can be quite awkward for people. People can get quite awkward around money because everyone's relationship with money is different. Everyone's experience with money is different. But I want this episode to empower you to start creating that relationship with money. So I want to talk a little bit more about money beliefs that you might have because ultimately that's where it begins and some are from our own experience that we might have and some are also from society that we have grown up with and I'm going to say some common beliefs and then I want to change the perspective so that you can see from a different point of view because that's what everything is in life it's that one thing in front of you and you've got different perspectives for how you want to take in that information how you want to make that make you feel right So here are some very, very common money beliefs. One is, I have to work hard to make money. Another one is, there is only so much money in the world. Another one is, you can only be born rich. And then a last one that I'm just going to mention is that time equals money. So I want to break these down a little bit and get into the beliefs behind them. So I have to work hard to make money. So we are born in a society where you have to follow certain rules and paths, like, for example, going to school, going to college, going to uni, getting a nine to five. But there are so many different other careers and paths that you can take. And it isn't just the case of one size fits all. It really isn't. But that's how we're made to believe when we're growing up. And it definitely didn't for me. For some reason, I was just so rebellious against ever having a normal job. I'm so, so grateful I had my life as a dancer because that was always defined as not normal. And I'm so grateful that I do have this. I don't like a normal job because freedom is really important for me. And when I was in these kind of jobs, I don't know why. I just had a problem with authority. I think it's because I was a really naughty kid and I just really had a problem with people telling me what to do. And also, can I just say, if you think about it, especially some of the places that I've worked, someone actually told you when you can go to the toilet. Like, what is that? Like, 
obviously there's also someone tells you when you can go on holiday and it's that we put the control of our life in someone else and it's it's very very normal so we don't even look at it but I want to shift the perspective and I want to think I want to just open your eyes a little bit and be like wow really like why am I giving this control to someone else right so let's think of someone really rich that you either know like or a celebrity I'm just going to say just for example sake Kylie Jenner right yeah a thousand million percent she has worked hard to where she is but she still has that freedom and no set time. So when we say you have to work really hard to get money, to her, a million dollars is just normality. And she therefore, she doesn't see that as hard work. It just is her normal. And yes, she might do a big notch and maybe I know she's nearly made a billion. But again, for her, that is her normal. It's her normal that she doesn't have to work a nine to five set hours in the day or she doesn't have to necessarily she has that ability to be able to employ people to do certain things. A lot of all the ideas and creation is her, but and that's just the life that she lives. It's incredible, it's amazing, and she can go on holiday when she likes. So the reason I'm giving that example is because hard work doesn't always equal money. It's not necessarily about the work that you do. And I'm not saying that she doesn't do hard work. She absolutely does. But it's that that isn't all it is. That isn't the making of money, right? That's my point behind this. The next one is that there is only so much money in the world. And I hear this quite a lot, especially from Money Mindset Coach. And I find it really fascinating that money's being printed every day. And I always have this picture of, you know, the film Rush Hour, and I always remember this, and they have in there, I can't remember what point of the film it was, and they had this little machine that just printed money, it was obviously an illegal one, but they were printing loads of money, and I was just like, oh my god, as if that is even a thing, but unfortunately, we are in a system where we have to have rich and poor, well, we don't have to, but we do. And it doesn't actually have to be that way. Money is limitless. And it's more about your relationship with it that makes it seem like it isn't, okay? Because it's all a perspective that you have on the amount of money that you have. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more in a minute. So the next one that you have that I fully, fully believed, and I know why I had this belief, okay? And the next one is you can only be born rich. I thought this was really true and now I can say probably because I was jealous and I have had an amazing upbringing I'm not I haven't come from a poor family I've been very very lucky however it was someone you know it was just that perception constantly of someone's better than me they've had it easier than me or because you know I've been out working since I was 14 years old worked at kennels it's the best job ever with all the little dogs it was amazing and but then other people that may be born rich and maybe they had kind of been given a business or a shop for their birthday. Something like that is always that I would look at that and be like, oh wow, that's easy. They're easy. But do you know why someone who was born into a rich family tends to stay rich? It's because they're literally born with the mindset that they are rich. That's amazing. So when you're born with the belief that I am rich, I'm going to be rich, then they're never going to self-sabotage themselves when it comes to having a lot of money. They make a lot of money and they're not going to sabotage it because to them, being that rich is normality. So that's amazing, right? And it also, on the other side of this, statistics for winning the lottery it's very, very high that everyone who wins the lottery loses 
all your money. Imagine losing like £36 million. Like, how is that even possible? And I will tell you why. It's because subconsciously, they don't have the belief that they are a rich person. So, they sabotage it. They don't have the systems in place to, okay, shall I invest this kind of money? Shall I do this? It's like, oh my God, I've got all this money. I need to spend it because that's actually what they're used to doing, right? Because they don't have the belief. Their belief is, I don't make a lot of money. So just because you've been given a million pounds doesn't mean you're going to keep it, right? So for this example, don't put the limitation on yourself, don't put that limit on yourself that, oh, you know, I wasn't born with a million pounds, so I, can't, I can never be a millionaire. Because that ain't true. And don't limit yourself to that. So there is also another one that I thought, I really, really thought this, and that is time equals money. And that is because we are paid by the hour. You know, you get your first job and you're literally paid by the hour. So your our worth, effectively, is made up of how many hours we're there for. Not what we actually do and that was always a bit funny because it's like god actually I'm not worth the hour I'm worth my ability I'm I'm worth my value and I know plenty of millionaires not not necessarily know them personally but a lot of business people I look up to and they work for about one to two hours a day and they're still making probably 50,000 100,000 a day so and the point behind that is that time doesn't equal money. It's not how many hours am I sat at my computer to how much money I make, okay? And all of these examples are quite wild. And it's not to say that you're doing something wrong, but I wanted to give you these examples and go a bit out there so that you can start to think about the beliefs that you have, the beliefs that you might have that may be holding you back. So for me, I did timeline therapy which is an incredible NLP technique that I use on my clients. So it goes into the subconscious mind so that you are able to find where the beliefs come from and ultimately rewire it to something more beneficial and then heal that part of your mind. It is an incredible technique. I use it on every single client more than once. I've had it done on myself. It's incredible. So my belief when I did this work was that you had to be intelligent to have money and I always saw myself as unintelligent. I was told in school that I had dyslexia. Fine, cool, amazing. And I did struggle in school. I really did. And it wasn't because I didn't understand. But it was more because it wasn't how I learned. And that's a huge thing about school. And that it only accommodates for one type of learner. I am a doer. I did every single sport. And I did really well at sports. I was constantly... Any sport I would do, I played really well, but that put me in a classroom where I had to sit there and be still and just literally write words out of a textbook. I became really naughty because it wasn't how I learned. And I was just so like, told myself I wasn't clever. I was dyslexic. I'm never going to learn. So I kind of tried to hide the fact that I don't understand it doing it this way. So I thought you have to be clever to be rich. And when I did all this inner work, I uncovered that that isn't necessarily true. I mean, when I say this, I mean book clever, like, you know, how high is your IQ? Because also intelligence is a perception. It depends what you define as intelligence, right? So let's say reality TV, because one of their exposures is that they get higher paid work because they are maybe doing um, fashion deals or magazine deals, right? But they didn't necessarily go to uni or study books, right? 
same as actors or actresses, some start when they were 10. So I'm not saying that they're not clever, but it doesn't matter what their intelligence level is. It doesn't matter what their IQ is, but they're still making good money. So this just example, you have to go deep into these examples because the whole reason of them is not to put anyone else down. It's just so you can shift your perspective and shift your belief about your own thought patterns. And that for me, that was about my own intelligence. And now I'm reading books about the brain daily. And if you told me that three years ago, there is no way that I would believe you. But I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with the brain. I'm obsessed with the subconscious mind. And I'm obsessed with science. It's mental. If I think back to myself in school, I was so naughty in every science class. I used to get kicked out all the time. But what all of this shows you is that how you perceive money is through your relationship with it and the beliefs that you have. So I'm not telling you this podcast is going to make you more money, but it's going to attract more to you and help you change the beliefs. Because my number one bit of advice when it comes to money mindset is gratitude. Because if you are not grateful for what you have now, you are never going to see money as enough. Okay, it's all subjective. It doesn't actually matter about the zeros behind a number. You can be given £10, okay, and you have a choice of two different ways to react. You can say, oh, cheers, that won't get me far. Or, amazing, what a treat, I can get some dinners with this, how great is that? It's a perception, it's a choice. I had to really take it back and even if I had £10 in my account and I had bills to pay, I was still grateful for that £10. Those bills, I was grateful for them because it meant I had value in my life. For example, one of the bills being my phone bill. How lucky I am that I have this phone daily on the internet running a business and that Money just works itself out and I always have that bill paid. I always have those bills paid and it always works itself out. So the house that you're in, right, there's two ways that you can look at a mortgage or rent. God, another payment I have to pay. Or how lucky am I that I live in this place? I'm safe. I'm cosy. I love being here. I know which choice I'd rather take. And like attracts like. So if you can be grateful for the small things, if you can be grateful for that £10, then you're going to attract more of that to you, right? Ultimately, money is a perception. It's a perception of how you like it. And this was my biggest lesson when I did money mindset. It wasn't that, oh my God, wow, I made thousands and thousands of pounds of one day because I changed my perception of money. It was that I actually took a look at my bank accounts and thought, wow, How grateful am I that I have this money in there? Doesn't matter how much. It is irrelevant. Because like I said earlier, if you cannot be happy with £10, £100, then why do you think you're going to be happy with £10,000? It's not going to change your happiness. But when you can change the perception to be happy about it now, whatever you have, then you're going to create that money relationship. I actually learned as well in my money mindset course to have a relationship with your money. How would you treat your partner? do that, treat them, treat your money how you would treat a partner, like be thankful for them, be grateful, so money is a perception, so £10 or even £1,000 has two different meanings, and the more you can be grateful for any 
and all of it, the more you will attract it to you. Because if you are not grateful now, you won't even see what is coming to you because you're already devaluing it in your mind. Money is money is money is money is money. So you're devaluing it if you can't even appreciate the tenor that you've got in your purse. So my ending question from Imagine You is, if you took time to think of your money beliefs, like the examples I have given in this episode, can you see a different perspective and choose them not to be a limitation? so much for listening to imagine you if you love this episode then please leave me a review on itunes i'd love to hear what you took away from it and how it inspired you subscribe to this channel to hear more and if you're not already then come follow me on instagram at the imaging method to get even more mindset manifestation and self-development inspo make sure you let me know your big takeaways and also what you want me to talk about next Keep your eyes peeled for another Imagine You episode. But until then, I'm sending you love and light.